Welcome to Watershed's November podcast. My name is Mark Cosgrove and I'm the cinema curator at Watershed. This month I've been joined by three people who are taking part in MAs that we now run in partnership with the University of West of England. I think a lot of people might not, it's not a very public facing part of um, what Watershed does, so people might be surprised that we that we do this, but we've developed um, over the past few years a really strong relationship with um, the University of West of England, and that has manifested itself in MA programmes, which we uh, now partner with the university to deliver. Um, and the exciting thing from my side is that that they're delivered that. Uh, watershed and that the students um, come in and engage with the cultural industry as it were uh, side of what watershed is so I'm delighted to be joined by Seb and Victoria who are doing the MA in creative producers uh, and by Louise who is doing the MA in curation there's also a third course which is the MA in contemporary film culture which we will do a session on some future um, podcast, but th- this month delighted to be joined by these three because the, the, there'll be a partnership uh, program that we that, that that we'll talk about later. But anyway, um, welcome everybody. Thank you. Uh, hi. Um, to begin with, um, Seb and Victoria uh, doing the I mean creative producers. I guess um, some people um, normally well. People normally think producers is a film producer in, in the in world of Watershed. That's the kind of um, thing that people, I'm sure, will, will automatically come to their mind. But this is creative producers. Could you just, um, what is it, what is that um, area that you are um, doing the MA in? I mean, so for me, um, my, my kind of, my background and my area of interest is theatre, but on the course we've got people from all different backgrounds, so from VR and tech um, to kind of fine arts to music mm-hmm. to illustration to kind of um, probably forgetting a whole bunch of people, <laughs> radio, um, yeah, everything in between really. Um, so just kind of general creative events mm-hmm. and creative happenings mm-hmm. <laughs> and how to how to make those happen, how to mm-hmm. kind of produce them and create the networks. Because, um, of course, the, the, the producer role is... Um, some, somebody needs to produce, mm. you know, whatever it is, whether it's theatre, whether it's, um, um, a, you know, kind of music event, uh, uh, you know, a film. There's somebody that's got to pull that all all together. Um, Seb, what was uh, Victoria just saying? Where she mm. uh, kind of came from to come to the course? Where, what about yourself? Um, I, so I've spent the last few years working in both um, games and journalism, and um, a little bit in the music industry as well. Um, worked on a documentary recently, which mm. was fun. I think Victoria touched on a really important thing, which is that everyone is from a very, very different background. Mm. Um, and I think that's true when you talk to any producer in the wild. Mm. Um, you know, one of them was probably a, a radio producer at one point before they'd work on film. And another one was probably a clown at some point. Mm. Um, they sort of come from a varied background. And I think that's reflected in the course as well. Mm. Yeah, um, not only from the syllabus, but also from the actual people on it. Mm. And it's, ju- it's just started, um, mm. well, it started in October. So what's, what, what have you been covering so far? Yeah, uh, so we're only on about week six, I think. So it's still quite early days, um, but we're doing two different modules at the moment this term. Um, the one's very theory-based. So we're learning all about the history of the role of a producer and how it's developed from kind of carnival barkers a hundred years ago via the golden age of Hollywood and 
the kind of 60s DIY punk movement right through to today and what a modern producer does. Um, and the other theory, um, the other module is is very practical and you know, we're doing a bit of shadowing next month, but the thing we're working on at the moment is actually developing an event for here at Watershed, which I think we're going to talk about a bit more later. Yeah, we'll talk about that, which is the, the takeover, mm. um, which is something that the public will be able to um, engage with and see what you're doing. But I'll just bring Louise in uh, at this point. Um, and so, Lu Louise, you're doing the, the MA in curation. Just say a bit, first of all, about um, what was your route into the MA in curation? Well, I did my first undergraduate degree at the University of the West of England um, in film studies. Um, and I just had, I had, an, I gained an interest along the way um, in the history of film and um, film exhibition, distribution, getting film to the audiences. And that kind of, uh, at this point, during our third year, we were starting to explore what kind of career we wanted to do after the course is finished. And, and I knew I, I wasn't ready to stop studying yet because I love being a student and I also had that typical early 20s thing of just not knowing what the hell I wanted to do with my life. Um, and I found out my tutor was telling me about this course at UE called the MA in Curating. And they had, uh, they were offering a work placement at the watershed for a student specialising in film crea creation. And I thought it sounded really interested, uh, interesting. I'd always or been interested in what the watershed does as an institution. That work placement sounded really, really beneficial. And I decided basically to go for it. And your your course started, runs at a different time. It runs from January uh, through to December. So you've been doing it for a bit longer than seven Victoria. I have, yes. Uh, and so what have, you been, uh, what have you been covering in your course? Um, the big question we first started to ask ourselves at the beginning of the course is, what is a curator? So we were kind of, we, all, we also, as the other two said on our course, we also all come from different disciplines. There's uh, history, art history, photography, um, theatre, all different kinds. Um, so we all kind of discussed with each other and explored what a curator means in each of these different areas and what it means to kind of uh, select a, a material, be it film or performance or historical object, um, to uh, present it to an audience with, with the right context and how to get people interested, things like that. And alongside that theoretical uh, material, we were also doing practical elements. So we, we are, as we just met each other, we all had to, to divide into groups and put on our own exhibitions, started to find the place, just think what, what, what we wanted to present our exhibition, how to market it. So that was both uh, fun and completely terrifying at the same time. And also just for my workplace at the watershed, just finding out what it does, how it works as an organisation, and just making the most of it I can out of this amazing year that it's been so far. And, um, one thing that uh, I think is great about the course is the other organisations are involved. So as, as you say, you're, you're in a placement here, um, but there are other placements at, at Arnolfini... Yep, um, there's many of them. Arnolfini, uh, Bristol Museum. Uh, we've had some new ones open up at the SS Great Britain. Uh, Bristol Archives with their photography collection. Um, Spike Island as well. It, it's very multi multidisciplined. So what's so interesting about the course is we all come from different backgrounds, mm -hmm. but we find common ground and also teach each other certain things about our specialist areas. The thing that combines the course um, 
and interesting ways for watershed is that you you've you've got to think about the audience, and you've got to think about um, you know how how you engage the audience. And uh, Louise, you part of your course is to um, curate a season uh, here at Watershed. And so, what is what is your season going to be? Um, so my season is named Maud Miyazaki. It's a season based around Japanese animated films. Um, this basically came about because of a personal interest that I have in, in Japanese animation I have for a, f- a few years now. I was kind of, this came out when I was starting to research and think about what I wanted my final project to be on. Um, I knew I had to tie it into some way in something that was happening in the world, w- real world. And coincidentally enough, I discovered through research that this is, 2017 is generally seen as the 100th anniversary of the birth of, of anime. Um, and also, I think, I think right now there's been um, a big surge of interest in anime. What with the release of Your Name last year, which became the biggest, highest-grossing anime film of all time. It was the first anime film to be shown in IMAX, and it's also recently getting a Hollywood remake. And I think that's kind of opened doors for other anime films to get some attention that I, I think they wouldn't have had otherwise. I, I know that. Masaki Yuasa's uh, Lou of the War was recently played at the London Film Festival. So it's just kind of... The director of Your Name, um, <coughs> sorry, Makoto Shinkai, has been touted as the next Miyazaki, who is the co-founder of Studio Ghibli, who is one of the, uh, a studio who's made films like My Neighbor Tur- Totoro, Spirit Away, and other highly regarded anime films. And I think that Your Name's kind of opened the doors for other directors to kind of uh, show audience, have a wider platform to show audiences. From my side as the um, cinema creator, what was great about the season is that people do think Miyazaki's the sort of beginning and end of, of anime, and so to have that, and also the historical side of it as well, so there are other directors um, in, uh, working in this area, plus also there's a history, so audiences are going to be able to engage um, with that in your season, and it's been picked up by um, your working collaboration now with the creative producers. Because part of um, something you you've got to do is a real life um, uh, takeover of Watershed. What what was the brief um, that you were that you were given for this? Yeah, well, um, as Louise said, I think you know we're very very new to each other and almost immediately thrown in at the deep end which is which is very fun but very terrifying um we're sort of uh we were told at our induction you know in in eight weeks time i think it was you're going to be putting on an event at watershed and uh when we got the sort of more developed brief it was that we would be um creating a family arts event um to go with a film. Uh, we did initially think we would be choosing the film, but um, sort of a week really? later, we found out we'd be working in collaboration with with Louise, which was really great to get the mm. opportunity to work with a, another MA student on this. But yeah, it's sort of uh, to go with the film Wolf Children, um, which which Louise selected as the sort of more family friendly side of anime. And this is happening in Saturday, the eighteenth of November. So what what can audiences? Um, what can people? Uh, in Bristol expect to be happening at Watershed with this takeover? Um, So on uh, November 18th we are doing um, a collaboration with a few different artists and practitioners. Um, The event is called Call of the Wild. One of the things we're going to be doing um, a soft sculpture workshop um, with an artist called Tabitha Panther. Um, She's going to come in and you're going to be able to make 
uh, wolves, essentially. You, you can make anything you want, but to go with the theme of the film, we're thinking wolves. Um, there's a stop-motion animation workshop coming in to animate your own small film. Um, and we've got some origami practitioners, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so the idea is that you, you come into um, a little sort of Japanese home mm. area, make an origami animal, and then walk through to like, a, a, like an indoor forest. We're transforming the watershed into an <laughs> indoor forest. Um, and you get to sort of craft a little home for your animal out of natural materials, so leaves and sticks and stones and all sorts of stuff mm. that we're going out into the woods to forage. <laughs> sounds great. So uh, audiences are uh, you're really going to open the film up into mm. into uh, outside the cinema and into the other environments and watershed. Um and is it a family um focus the family emphasis the, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. we're we're looking for parents, guardians, whatever shape your family may take, we're looking for everyone to get involved. Yeah. Um hopefully the event reflects that. Mm. And, and Louise, um, there's more going on with um, the Beyond Miyazaki. What, what else can audiences get involved with? Also happening on, it's all happening on the Saturday. Um, Saturday evening, uh, we have a showing of Perfect Blue, which is an animated thriller by Satoshi Kon, the late great um, author. Um, yep, it's the 20th anniversary. It was first released in 1997. And um, to go alongside that special screening, um, I've invited Jasper Sharp, who is a freelance uh, writer and curator, specialist in Japanese cinema, to come in and do a kind of an intro, intro, intro for the film and also a short talk afterwards, kind of Q&A, to open up um, any questions um, people may have on uh, the film itself, just kind of wider state of anime distribution, exhibition, etc. He's very excited to come talk to it because he has um, fond personal memories of the film itself when it was first released mm. in the UK, so that should be very interesting. Great. You can find out more about uh, Louise's season, which runs from the 16th to, to the 19th of November at watershed.co.uk and also the details there of Seb and Victoria's and the rest of the, the group's take over. Thank you all very much and that is all for this month.